The midterms are just around the corner with election day on Tuesday, November 8th. While my political views are very progressive, this episode isn't about voting for any one party. It's about why it's important that you vote at all. Charlotte Castillo is the Poderista's managing director, and she's answering questions around why the midterms are so important, what it means when people say, quote unquote, issues are on the ballot, and how to confirm you're registered to vote. This is my first year voting in a new state, so even I was a bit confused as to where I was supposed to go to vote or what my issues are. I think apathy and being uninformed aren't things we should be ashamed of. They're realities and honestly defense mechanisms we've all dealt with because between a pandemic and a government that feels out of this world sometimes over the last few years, who could blame us? But I hold myself accountable, and also you, to knowing that championing my mental health means working to care about my physical health, my community's health, and the state of the world around me. So, no matter what you're feeling about politics today, I want you to hear this episode out through the lens of democracy that we often take for granted and that we actually need to all work to protect. I'm Vivian, this is Happy to Be Here, and here's my conversation with Charlotte Castillo. I would love for you to introduce yourself. This is such an important conversation that I've really been looking forward to, especially this episode will come out on Thursday, which is about a little bit under two weeks until the elections. And I think that we are in a crossroads where this election as a midterm in other seasons maybe wouldn't have felt as significant as it feels right now. And I'd love for people to understand why. Thank you for having me. I am happy to be here. <laughs> um, I'm Charlotte Castillo. I am Dominicana from New York City. I'm born and raised in New York, and I still live here. I live in Riverdale with my son. Um, I am the managing director of Poderistas, a digital lifestyle community that um, launched in 2020, actually right before the presidential election in 2020. Um, and we're still here. <laughs> we are a digital online community and our goal has always been to like inform and uh, affirm and inspire Latinas to really harness that power that we have, right? Like we, we, we have, we're powerful, but sometimes we forget it. Um, so we wanted to build a community and a platform that reminds us every day how powerful we are, that we have all the tools we need. Um, and like you said, with the midterm elections, that, you know, our voice is incredibly powerful if we actually use it, right, and take action and use it. Tell me more about stepping into that power, because I think if anything, the overarching conversation that I've heard around these midterms, particularly, has been the ability that we have as a voting democracy right now to actually step into our power so that a lot of the issues that we feel like maybe won't impact us, but actually really will, um, can be things that we take a step back from and say, well, actually, I, this matters to me and I don't want to be at the hands of a government that doesn't understand that. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I've heard a lot lately and I, and you know, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not claiming to have to be the one mm -hmm. who coined it, but this idea that, you know, if your voice and your vote didn't matter, then why, why are so many people working really hard to stop us from voting? You know, <laughs> there's a reason, you know, our, you know, yeah. if people really turned on and thought and took that power that we have as Americans, right? Like, you know, we take for granted sometimes mm -hmm. um, to, to, to actually go and, and vote for whatever you vote for, whomever you vote for, you know, Poderizas is a nonprofit and we're C3. We don't tell you who to vote for. We just advocate to go out and use your power, use your voice for yourself. And, and I think, you know, in, in, in terms of stepping into your power, I feel like folks, um, you know, things are complicated. 
you know, a lot of these issues are super complicated. And I think people are afraid of it because it's complicated. You know, some of the research that we have that kind of informed how Poderistas was, was pulled together was that a lot of women, they were registered. They knew that it was important to vote, but when it actually came to voting, that's where it stopped. There was, and what we're calling, we called it the confidence gap. There's a gap there because they felt like, well, I know I need to do this, but I don't really know what choice to make. I don't really know. It's confusing. There's so many issues. There's so much information kind of being thrown at me. And what we, our goal and what we're doing on our platform is to A, tell people you have all the information you need, right? You know what you need for yourself. You know what your family needs. You look around and can, and know what your community needs. Yeah. Sometimes you need to do a little bit of research. You need to understand what's on the ballot and what pe- how people are, you know, um, what they stand for, so you know who to vote for. But think, look at your life and look at what your needs are, and then that can inform, um, you know, can inform the decisions you make. But that's the reason Poderistas is lifestyle plus civic engagement, because we found that this confidence gap was there, and we wanted to use the platform to really shine a light on women and shine a light on all the amazing Latinas that are around the country doing really cool things. I mean, even you, Vivian. I mean, I saw, I read your your um, uh, your bio, and you just launched this in, this year, your your podcast, and, you, and just this year, but you have a, an amazing slate of people that you've already kind of interviewed. And that's the thing. Once people kind of set their minds, once Latinas set their minds to things and 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 know what they want to do, they can get a lot done. So our message is go out and do it. Go out, make it just like you you set up a girls' night out to have a drink and go have parties and go see Bad Bunny. Make a plan to go vote. <laughs> you know, make it a party. Do a Zoom party where you're all kind of filling out your ballot. And it sounds funny, but I'm like, People are actually doing it. I have sent us some pictures of it. It's like, just, you know, make it fun. You know, we, and that's another thing. Make it fun because it it can be kind of boring. I mean, frankly, it can be kind of boring and dry, but it is so important. Like you said, so much is on the ballot, like everything. And actually, I've been saying, I actually think it could be even a little bit more important than the presidential election, right? Because all 100, what is it? All 435 seats in Congress are up. All of them. The entire congressional um, makeup can be totally shifted this election. About a third of the governorships are up for election. About 20-something, you know, I, I always forget the numbers, but there's a good number of senators up for election. So this is really going to change or cast the potential to change or really impact kind of all, um, at every level of government, you know, and, 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 and so many things that are decided more on a state level than they are on a federal level. Um, so it's, it's really important and we're, you know, it would, we're out there, we're screaming, you know, we're putting, you know, <laughs> pushing the drums, but it's tough cause there's a lot of apathy. People are tired. You all sent a really awesome care package to my home around making this a moment that is fun for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times the reason why politics in general or being politically motivated is not fun is because it feels so intimidating, right? I happen to be someone who I just enjoy it, right? So like my Sunday morning routine, I sit down and I watch the Sunday morning news shows. Like I, me and George Stephanopoulos have been going deep from like (laughs) since I was 16 because that's just a passion point for Mm -hmm. me. But I also understand how like someone who isn't, those aren't their like hobbies (laughs) on the weekends can feel really unmotivated because they may feel very uneducated. But I love what you said, which is like, you know exactly what you need to know in order to vote in this election. Now, I want to kind of break that down even further. Tell me like, 
bare minimum, you've never heard there's a midterm election, you're hearing this podcast right now, what do you need to know to feel confident when you do go vote and close that confidence gap? And for someone who's a little bit more on the intermediate expert level, what else should you be doing as you're researching or advocating? Well, first of all, you need to find out and confirm that you are registered, right? Because sometimes people say, yeah, I was registered. And oftentimes the the registration roles get tossed out for many reasons. Sometimes it's not any nefarious reason. Sometimes it's just paperwork. Maybe you moved. So check your registration. Make sure that you are prepared to vote. Unfortunately, in most states at this point, not all, the registration deadline is kind of gone. But there are some states that do same day, up to same day. But you can check. And we, one of the things we did this year was you know, again, because we know our audience is also really busy. Not only does she, she's smart, she has everything she needs. She's, you know, there's a little bit of a confidence gap, but she's also busy. She's a caregiver. She's a student. She's a mother. She works, you know, sometimes she's an entrepreneur. So we're like, how can we make this process easier for her and fun and easier? So we created something called the Podel Portal. You know, it's all about power for us. So it's a power portal that you go on and it's three easy steps. Register to vote or check your registration. And if you're registered, awesome. And, you know, it's links out to places that you can pop in, populate key information, your name, your address, you know, key information. Okay, great. If if it says, yes, you're registered, great. Next step is how do you know what what are the dates? Because right now it's Mm -hmm. these days and depending on what state, it can be many ways to vote. You can, yeah, you can show up on the 8th and go and get online. Hopefully there are lines. Get online and mm-hmm. and um, vote. But there's also, you know, mail-in ballots. There's also voting early. There's a lot of different ways to do it now. So we also, if you on this portal, portal you go on to, it's a beautiful, my favorite, like, heat map of, of the United States that shows you the percentages of Latinos in each of the states. And again, a favorite map of mine because it shows we are everywhere. Yeah, some mm-hmm. places we're only 1% or 2% of the city, of the state, but we're everywhere. Everywhere. It's a pretty map, all ombre, <laughs> with the one with the state's darkest that you can imagine, the, the the smile and the southwest. But you go, you click on your state, and it'll tell you the key dates that you need to know. We also have a little widget called a make a plan widget. It's like a downloadable one sheet that you you know. Here's the last date to send in my ballot, the last day to register, all these things. Print it out, put it on your refrigerator. Just like you do your kids' schedule, just like you do your mm-hmm. doctor's appointments, put on your refrigerator or plot it out on your calendar. I mean, really make it part of your life, not like November 8th. Because by the way, things happen. Maybe November 8th, you're not feeling well. Maybe, God forbid, you get something or something mm-hmm. happens and you can't go. Don't wait till the 8th. You know, do do all you can to do it beforehand. So that's at the bare minimum. Like if you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. go onto our portal, check your registration, make a plan so you know what dates. And then also there's also another way to check where. Right. Like that's a big deal. Like, where do I go? Yes. Some cities, some states, you have to go very specific places. Some places are open. There's um, resources on our website to tell you where to go as well. And on other places, I'm not, I'm not here just mm-hmm. shilling our website, but there are lots of resources. If you, even if you just Google is my friend, you know, <laughs> like where can I vote zip code? I didn't know where I was supposed to be voting because we moved to Connecticut a year and a half ago and registered um, when I got my license. Most recently, I was voting in New York prior to that. Um, so it was my first time voting actually in Connecticut. And I was like, where do we even go? And luckily we got a postcard in the mail yesterday reminding us to vote and with the location of where we should be voting. 
I have my New York City general election voter guide, which I usually, you know, sometimes I'll just toss, but I'm like, you know what, let me look yeah. through it. So it's- I know. I like kept my little postcard in our like yeah. junk drawer and I'm like, okay, this is where we're going to pull it out when we know, so we know where to go in Connecticut to vote. Exactly. And then, you know, you'll get these most of the time. If you're registered mm-hmm. and in the rolls, you'll get this information. Every state is different. I don't know how mm-hmm. in depth every state goes, but you'll get it. And another, so that's the basics. Check your registration, mm-hmm. make a plan, find out kind of what dates and where to go. Punto. Mm-hmm. That's the basic. And and by the way, if you just do that and walk in and vote for, you know, the names that sound good, we'll be clapping for you. Clearly, we recommend doing a little bit more research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the next <laughs> step is that you can actually get, um, uh, there's a website and I can send it mm-hmm. afterwards. Of course, I don't remember off the top of my head where you can actually get the ballot mailed into you. From your oh, particular, awesome. the, the particular ballot that you're going to go and vote for, that when you get there, mm-hmm. so you're not overwhelmed, some, they can send it to you. So you can kind of prepare, you can look at it. Because the thing is, a lot of people are prepared for like the senator or the very top, but there's always down mm-hmm. ballots and you have to vote the whole ballot. That's really important. Those are the judges that are making decisions on your roads, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mayor, the this, the that, all those, all those people that are running are really important and it's important for you to know, which is why, going back to the first point, I can see why it's overwhelming, right? Like, because it's yeah. like, it's so much. But again, just getting there and voting and, and walking in is an amazing step. And if this time you don't do all the research, that's okay, but at least walk in and do some of it, right? But you can go and see what your ballot looks like so you have it ahead of time and plan accordingly and say, mm-hmm. oh, what does this person do? And then you can do, you know, use the magic of the interwebs to find out how they voted. Because there's also a way to mm-hmm. find out their voter records or find out what they're doing or what district they're on and kind of get a sense who they are. Because from from a little bit of a sense of who they are and how they vote, that should determine for you which way, who you want to support. I love that. And that research doesn't have to take a whole day. Yesterday morning when I was figuring out where am I supposed to be voting, it also put up the idea. I don't actually know beyond like our top, top races who I'm voting for. Like what is my district voting for? Is Are they voting on anything? Yeah. And so learning about the questions as well, like the ability to in Connecticut, for example, it's more so we are voting on the ability to actually be able to vote early. And what does that look like? Right. And so that's important for the people because that's not a given in Connecticut. Right. And so things like that, that that was a maybe a 10, 15 minute Google search on my end. And it makes me feel confident enough to walk in on the actual day and make that decision. But I think it can be really intimidating. What other issues as we're talking through actually are on the ballot right now? Because I know we've had these bigger conversations or I've heard these bigger conversations around Roe versus Wade being a really big thing that is motivating people, thankfully, to get to the polls this year. Um, immigration is always a really top one, the economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is that sometimes the actual issue, sometimes the actual is- issue isn't on the ballot, but the mm-hmm. people that are running have a very particular point of view. So in essence, it is on the ballot, right? So if you have a point of view that goes in this- I love that distinction. Because that's the thing. Sometimes they're like, wait, but reproductive rights isn't on here. Yeah, but the two people have very, and have usually pretty open about how they feel about this particular mm-hmm. topic, whether it's reproductive rights, critical race theory, gun control, you know, mm-hmm. all of this, voting rights. That's why it's important to kind of have a take a step back and know how people vote. Even if you create a cheat sheet for yourself and say, here are the five issues 
that I'm that are really important to me and here are the four people that are running you know in four different mm-hmm. races how do they run you know yes no yes no yes no and that's a cheat sheet you can take to to the election again it does require a little bit of research and a little bit of work but like you said it's not like a it's not a week's worth it's a, maybe mm-hmm. an hour maybe an hour in the morning con tu cafecito you know because yes. the thing is democracy really isn't a passive exercise that's the one thing it's just not you you know mm-hmm we have to be a little bit engaged and have to be a little bit informed, um, which is why with Poderistas, we try to provide that information. At least here's what's, here's what's happening. Here's what's out there. We try to make it fun. You know, we do voting kits, we do voting parties. We, you know, we go and on the ground, we're doing a parranda, you know, parranda at the polls in San Antonio on Friday. And basically that's a, it's on vote early day. Friday, this Friday is, you know, national vote early day. And we are going to be in San Antonio the day, the next day for Cafecito Chat, which is the last of our of our series. And we're like, oh, let's do something on Vote Early Day, something fun. We're going to give away stuff. We're going to have a Latina mariachi. We're going to do a Latina I marketplace. And we're going to give away free food. Come. And for us, that's an opportunity to remind people, did you vote early? In Texas especially. Have you voted? You can. Go vote now or go make sure you vote tomorrow. Pledge to vote. And then here, here's a free food ticket to get, you know, from one of the food trucks, right? <laughs> but that. but again, just making it fun. And what you said right now too is so important, right? It's like, I think even when people talk about abortion, the right over a woman's body, the economy, all these things being on the ticket, that can feel like literally I am voting whether or not I support my right to choose or not. When in reality, it's a little bit deeper than that. And I love that you contextualize that because that can feel intimidating if you're like your first time voting and you're like, wait, it's not on here. What am I actually supposed to be doing and voting for? Right, right, right. Especially with topics, with issues like that, typically it's removed, right? It's These are our representatives, right? They're supposed to represent what we want, which is why it's important that you know what you want and that you know who the people who you're voting for, what they want, because that's the through line. So that's where the little bit of research comes in handy. But now I think in the world of social and, you know, Google, mm-hmm. there are a lot of tools. You know, there are a lot of tools to make it um, easier to, to find out the information. I will say, um, you know, when we were doing research to compile all the information for the Poder mm-hmm. portal. And by the way, lots of people have portals. Like we're not, we didn't invent the wheel, you know. <laughs> but for us, it was like, well, how do we make it fun? How do we make mm-hmm. it poderistas? How do we add the Latino, the Latino or Latina kind of element or filter to it? Um, and how do we make it easy? Because some, sometimes it's confusing. Because when we were doing the research to compile all the information, some states it was really hard to find. It was really mm-hmm. hard to find the date and the language was really complicated and like really technical. And, you know, for me, we were like, well, you know, yeah, it, it, it's almost like intentional, right? It, it, it yes. really feels that way, that it's so complicated. Some states it's like really clear. Here are your dates and here are this and it's super clear. And other states, it's like you have to dig and then the websites are like ugly <laughs> and just mm-hmm. not like friendly, you know, consumer friendly, so to speak, voter My friendly. My two favorite ones are yours, Poderistas, and also Vote Save America, I think has done an amazing job at creating and cultivating that same kind of like really easy, pretty, here are all of the dates, here's what you should know for this specific state. And it makes such a difference, right? It engages you at a level in which you feel like actually welcomed in. Yeah. And, you know, we partnered with folks, right? Because we know that there are mm-hmm. other people doing it out there. So we partner with When We All Vote for the voting registration 
piece. Mm -hmm. We've partnered with vote writers to do volunteer work. We just had a text banking and we've done like letter writing and text banking this whole season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because we we believe we, you know, we aggregate, we come together to make big bigger. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to create a whole other registration system. There are many out there. We just kind of packaged it in a way and messaged it and framed it in a way that we knew that we thought our, our community would would appreciate. And, you know, we're driving there as much as possible. Um, but I think I that the that. other piece that for Latinas and for our community is it's not just about you. Like, what are your friends doing? And what about your That was literally yes. my next question. Yeah, because yes. that's the thing. Actually, with our community, they're engaged and they're like lit up mm -hmm. and that's great and we're happy to see it. And then we're like, okay, so now you have a responsibility or, you know, and you should for La Comunidad. You're the one, because we see our followers as like micro-influencers, right? They are mm -hmm. like the nucleus in their community, in their networks, in their familias. They're the ones that people go to, hey, what's going on with this? Help me with this form mm -hmm. or do this. So then, then for them, it's important that, yes, you're voting and you're motivated. How are you motivating your peoples? How are you motivating all your networks? How are you navigating those conversations? And that's another thing that we have tried to really provide tools that people can then mm -hmm. forward and, you know, move, you know, give to, to, to their whole network. So it's like you're full force multiplier, right? So yes, you're, you're right. motivated, you're inspired, you're going to go and get out the vote, bring five people with you <laughs> and make sure five people are, are, are registered, check their registration, help them. Cause I think that's how we're going to make this a real true, powerful voting block. If, if we're not just taking care of ourselves, but taking care of the community, which by the way, it's who we, it's who we are, right? It's what we do. I was going to say, like so much of the Latino community is focused and women in general, I think are just such a community based people mm -hmm. and they are always looking at the ripple effects. And I think in ways that self-care has brought us back in and said like, you're also very important. This is one of those instances where you can figure out where your boundaries are of like, these are actually really important issues to me and this is how I bring myself into my community and make sure that the impact is felt throughout. Is there any one tangible or two tangible things that someone can use today if they're trying to have a conversation with their loved one, their friends, to encourage them to vote, no matter what they're voting, but just encourage them to participate? Well, we actually just, started doing because we you know we are on um social right we do we have mm -hmm. a website but we don't do a lot of long form content not really um but on mm -hmm. our website on our portal the second phase or the third phase that we wanted to add were like mini blog posts um mm -hmm. so right now if you go to poderistas.com slash poder portal there's a section on the drop down that's y ahora que like now what? <laughs> I've registered I've checked my made my plan like now what yes. because we're getting into two weeks so it's like okay now Here's the convert. There's three. One about how do I find out what what to vote for, who to vote for. So there's mm -hmm. a there's a little blog post on that with some links. A second one is okay. I want to have. I'm having these tough conversations in within my family or my friends with mm -hmm. different different points of view. How do I engage them? I want to engage them, not necessarily maybe mm -hmm. to change their mind, but just to engage them and have a conversation. We give you some tips on that as well with with links that. and resources. So. Go to Podel Portal and, and you know, read it. it. It's literally like a three-minute read with some links. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll the last sure one was that. about mm -hmm. disinformation, which is rampant, hugely ramp running rampant, especially in targeting Latinos, especially Spanish language. So there's a little mm -hmm. bit about um, how to look for clue, you know, how to look for um, things that aren't accurate and how to help others to do the same. Um, with a, a few tools. So it, it's it's a great place to go. Again, three-minute reads each article, 
at most. They're quick reads, but then they bring mm-hmm. you to other resources that you can share and that you can, um, yeah, spread within your network. And honestly, disinformation, I feel like, is on the ballot just as much as anything else. Yes. I feel like the ability to really engage our families and understanding, like, no, not everything that this person puts on the internet is what is actually true. That will only feel like more of a solid response to their predilection for disinformation if we have someone who is actually in government who doesn't believe in disinformation. So yeah. that is something that we are most certainly voting on, I think, across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I, you know, it's hard, right? Because of the proliferation mm-hmm. of social and digital and media. And it's it's hard to track and it's hard to stop. Um, people just need to have their antennas open and just question everything, mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, question everything. Um and so it's a tough time. I mean, it's a tough time where be, we are being bombarded with all sorts of messages, mm-hmm. both good and bad. Like, I think sometimes we're bombarded with the good messages as well. Like, I get yes. so Like, right now my phone is on blast. Like, text, text, mm-hmm. text, fundraising. Like, it's like, stop, leave me alone. Like, sometimes you just want. <laughs> but it's the season, yes. right? And it's, it's for me, it's what I tell myself is like, yeah, but don't complain if you're not like active in this. Like, don't complain with uh, about the results if you didn't engage in every way that you can. And you know, but I you also mentioned apathy before. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I, well, in terms of apathy, I feel like people are tired because of that, because mm-hmm. of the barrage of messages and you know, 2020 election with which feels that it's almost still happening, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. it just kind of never ended. Um, people are tired and people feel, you know, sadly, people feel disenfranchised. They're like, wait, I voted and what? What? Look at all this horrible stuff that's still happening in some mm-hmm. people's opinions. But I think you always, I always go back to that point that we started with. If our vote didn't matter, then why are people trying so hard to redraw and redo and, and prevent mm-hmm. all kinds of ways to make voting easier? There's a reason, you know, just it's, it's like logical. It must matter. Mm-hmm. They want to take it away, right? It must matter. So let's not let them take it away. I have friends who are educated, you know, smart, really, and people, and they're like, oh, the midterms. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? And then I'm sending them every day. I'm sending them like a post or something that we posted mm-hmm. or, and, but a lot of people, Again, they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that all the all the house is up for like people don't know, mm-hmm. even though it's in the news, they they you know tune out. So I think sometimes we have more power than we think with simple messages, like just simple. What happens after the midterms? Mm. Because I think sometimes we talk so much about like you have to go vote, you have to go vote. The midterms are important, but why? Like, why are they actually important? for someone who, like you said, may feel very apathetic, may feel like, well, what's the point of me voting? It's not a presidential election. And all of these narratives that make it feel like a lesser election, but actually, like you said, I do think it's a little bit even more important than the presidential at this point, given the context of everything. I mean, I think what's important for the midterms is because really our day-to-day lived experiences are often the most impacted by state and local legislatures, not so much by the federal, right? But we pay attention because it's sexy. The presidential election Mm -hmm. is sexier. But the day-to-day things, you know, like voting rights, educational policy that that impacts your kids and, you know, your schools, Mm -hmm. right? Reproductive health care, that's local and that's statewide, not federal, not Mm -hmm. yet, right? Some of those issues and more, right, um, come down to local electeds, even gun control, right? That's a state-by-state thing. 
Um, so a lot of these kind of um, quality of life, day-to-day, things that really impact you on a regular basis mm-hmm. are really decided by these local, you know, um, not the national, right? The more local state, mm-hmm. et cetera. So that's why, that's why it matters, right? That's why you need to, because mm-hmm. you, you want to you wanna have a voice in that, right? You don't want to have somebody else make your de- the decisions and you have not had um, any impact on that. No way. This is why we're stepping into our poder and in our power throughout this whole Absolutely. process in any way we can. And, you know, it's funny that you say, you know, what after the... Because, you know, we, because a big piece of our... A big part of our mission is this idea of civic engagement. When I asked... Even when I started at Poderistas, I always thought, well, I think we need to think about civic engagement more broadly. And and we do, right? Like, we always have. Like, it's not just voting, right? It's about... I, I feel like every... There are many decisions that you're making that have to do with civic engagement, right? Like even at the local level, showing up at your school board meeting, you know, that's being civically active because that's going to impact mm-hmm. directly your kids, your nephews. That is important. Show up, show your face and listen to what they're saying. Community board meetings, volunteering, just volunteering and seeing what's happening and what, you know, what um, mm-hmm. community partners are doing. That's to me part of part of being civically active. It's just about being a part of your community, right? Like every, I think everywhere you spend your money, I think to me is, is, is it is makes an impact, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you supporting people that support you? Like I sometimes Mm -hmm. look at things and I've stopped frequenting um, establishments when I've seen kind of the things, the types of things that they support. I'm like, well, I'm not going to support them because that doesn't support me. Other people can, and some of them, you know, are still in business, but I refuse to give my money if I know that that the owners, the proprietors, the business is supporting things that I are against everything that I believe in, right? So to me, that's being civically active. I'm choosing to give my money to people who mm-hmm. kind of espouse the 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 things that I believe are the right thing for the community and for you know for human for humanity, right? Yes, and we are. I think I'm speaking very broadly, but I think with accuracy that the people who are listening to this podcast are civically activated in different ways throughout their lives. It's a muscle that you continuously are flexing and strengthening, right? It's a mental health podcast. So to some degree, I know that you're very active in at least taking care of yourself. And so much of that then ripples off into like your community. And it is the same exact thing, right? Going to vote is just one more active way to do it on that day. But it is, like you said, a continued effort. And I think the more that we can bake it into our minds that it is something that happens daily, the less urgent an election may feel Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, that's just a normal part of my day. That's just the thing I'm going to be doing today for that muscle versus feeling like it's an offshoot, such a big labor of love that have to go and do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we launched our organization as called She Se Puede and we Mm -hmm. rebranded like six months in, um, last March, March, 2021. And, you know, that, that name Poderistas is, speaks to exactly what you just said. The idea was that, you know, some people are stylistas or fashionistas and that idea is that they think about fashion and style in, in every aspect of their lives, where they eat, how they dress, how they communicate, well, how they look. For us, that's how we want people to approach power. Everything you do, Everything you do should be about thinking about how am I harnessing my power, personal power, Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself, taking a moment for self-care, political power. Yes, voting, running, Mm -hmm. you know, organizing, volunteering, cultural power, 
who are you supporting? What movies are you supporting? Yes. What what books are you buying and reading? You know, so that's kind of the the ethos behind the name Poderistas, this idea that it should be a lifestyle, power as a lifestyle. Everything you do has power. You just have to be intentional about it, right? And and think about it and and harness it and then connect with other people who have the same kind of ethos so that you together can become even more powerful. I am obsessed with this. And I think it's a great way to start wrapping up the conversation because I think it just encapsulates everything that we've been talking about, which really is, if there's one thing you take away from this podcast is that voting, whether on election day or before election day, is a form of expressing your power over the world that we are currently all collectively building together, which some days can feel scarier than others. <laughs> but I think that just stepping into that power allows us to say, well, I tried. And sometimes that's the best we have on a hard mental health day or on election day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, part of it, too, being powerful is being able to take a step back, you know, yes. circling back to the mental health. Like you have to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. right, in order to be fully powerful. And, I, and that's OK. But to your point, if you're doing it regularly, this whole idea of exercising mm -hmm. your civic, then it doesn't feel like such a heavy lift for these elections. Right. Because you're you, you're you're staying in touch, even if you have a monthly touch base with, huh, what's this candidate doing or what's this mm -hmm. politician doing or what's this issue? How is it up to date? you know, uh, pin a few websites or a few um, social platforms or social channels and handles that are doing really good jobs. There's some, some that are doing really good jobs of encapsulating, mm -hmm. kind of doing little summaries of the news or the top issues. Um, I follow those as well because it's helpful. Yeah. But that's part of it, right? Like that whole idea of taking care of yourself, take it in small nuggets so that when it comes down to making these decisions, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. But do not bury your head in the sand. <laughs> it's super important. That's what I was going to say, right? Because I think the biggest part of well-being and wellness and mental health is that you are being self-aware enough to know when you need support, when you need help, how to say help. And to understand that hopefully throughout that path, you learn everything I do impacts my mental health. My life impacts my mental health, my physical health, my, the relationships I am in, the politics around me. Regardless of whether I feel like they're touching me every day or not, the reality of living in a world where women's rights are not valued, that impacts your mental health Absolutely. beyond measure. Absolutely. It impacts your relationships. It impacts everything from like, what do I say when I go to the OBGYN and they ask about birth control? Do I want this? Do I want a five-year version of this? What am I looking for? And so we can't remove ourselves. Like you said, we can't bury ourselves in the sand. But we can also make it where it's bite-sized enough where we don't feel overwhelmed. And one of those things is, like you said, going on the website, seeing if I'm registered to vote, figuring out where I'm supposed to be voting, finding the little things that I can do today to actually make a difference. Absolutely. You've Charlie, got the power. Can you tell me? Get it done. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you want to end on? What else do you want someone to take away from this conversation? I mean, I think... You've got what you need. You know, that's what I want. It's possible. It's doable. You are powerful, no matter who's listening to it, right? You have the power. Mm -hmm. You just have to choose to use it, really. Um, and by the way, make it a group activity. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm all about Tacos my after voting. Exactly. Yes. Or like, you know... Get, connect a little Zoom or even an in-person mm -hmm. drinks with three or four of your friends and say, you cover reproductive, I'll cover guns, I'll cover economy. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes with three or four facts that they want to share and then everybody did their own research, but together you walk away with, here, I have my fact sheet, that. right? Like, and usually your friends 
are pretty in line with your your beliefs, mm-hmm. usually not always. So then you have a sense, okay, I get it. I know who how people are voting. I know, you know, what the mm-hmm. candidates are saying for each of these issues, but I only had to research one. You know, like make it fun. You know, don't think that it's a solo act. It's a group act. It can be. I love that. I think I'm going to end up crowdsourcing when we post this episode out just what other people are are thinking about or what they've learned about their issues and putting those out because I feel like that's a great way to make it feel a lot less burdensome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. This was an amazing conversation and I hope everyone who's listening ends up taking a lot from it. Thank you so much for having me and having uh, giving me the ability to share about Poderistas. We are excited. We're hoping. Go vote, everyone. So important. Yes. <laughs> Drop out those. Um, where do we find you online? We're um, for IG at Poderistas, P-O-D-E-R-I-S-T-A-S. So Poderistas. Um, we have poderistas.com. Check out the portal, which is poderistas.com slash poder portal. And then we're on TikTok. Same thing at poderistas, at Facebook, all of them. So hope to see Love you there. That. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Thank you. You can find all the links Charlotte shared on today's show notes on vivnunez.com. Don't forget to rate, review, or share. Happy to be here with a friend if you can, especially this episode and especially before November 8th. I'll catch you next Thursday with a new conversation. 